Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm Kevin. Hey, and I'm Aaron. And this is the Average Joe's uh, Bible Study Podcast. Uh, good morning, Aaron. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Beautiful morning, little sprinkles here, but everything's going great. How are you? Uh, you know, I did that workout you showed me yesterday. We had a little bit of sprinkles, too, so, uh, but just sporadic, like three or four sprinkles. Not three or four times it sprinkled, but literally three or four sprinkles, so it was good. I did it, you know, I'm quarantined in a hotel, so I did it in the hotel patio. That was a good workout, man. I appreciate you sending me that one. Appreciate you doing it. We've been trying to send those out to all of our closest friends with the idea of they're designed to be done with minimal equipment in small areas if need be. Yeah, you know that I I literally just got out of prison on last Monday, and not having the weight pit is killing me. You know how I like the weight. But it's good to be able to get out there and do something. Uh, you know, we both me and you really love exercise. And so it was a good workout this morning, man. I really enjoyed it. I beat your time, and that always makes me happy. I appreciate that you bring that up to everybody. Thank you. Yes. yes. More specifically, we, we, have, um, we have girls that do our workouts also. So we try to slow down our pace a little bit. And our, our, our part of the workout was waiting to go each movement with them. So we planned hope, while they were finishing movements. I hope you're not imp- I I hope you're not implying that women don't work out as hard or as well as men. That would be awfully sexist of you, Aaron. It would be sexist of me, but in, in our group right now, we have some introductory level workout people, and we wanted to make okay. sure that we were pausing okay, so for them not- and, and encouraging. It's not that they're women, it's that they're introductory level, okay? Absolutely not, because one of the women beat us almost every one of them. Okay, so I, I just want to make sure that we're clear. That way, when I send this to Christy, she'll hear you telling me that the reason why you are slow is because you had women along. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> so last night, man, you know I'm an emotional guy. I get emotional very easily. Last night, I got on Facebook, and uh, there was a church service, and it's the first, even though, you know, during the COVID-19 crisis, life is different than what it used to be, it's the first church service I have attended as a free man outside of prison. Since well before I got locked up, I I want to say it was 2009 was my last church service. Wow, that's uh, that's a pretty big deal, man. I think it's important too that you mention that because it's it's easy to get overwhelmed with the little things. For for me, when I first got out, it was you know, that that first Walmart shopping trip. You know, it's when you haven't been Walmart for ten years. I mean, you see all this stuff, and I just simply wanted some groceries, and it's just overwhelming and, and emotional. Like, well, I could buy whatever I want. You know, that, for me, Walmart. Can, <clears throat> Go ahead. For me, Walmart was anxious. I said, how do people deal with all these options? And one aisle has more options than my whole canteen list. I don't know what to do. Exactly, man. Little, and, man, see, seeing family members, uh, <clears throat> those things get overwhelmingly emotional at times, man. You're seeing family you haven't seen for a long time. You're seeing things you haven't seen for a long time. 
man, and a lot of guys that I've seen begin to isolate or go to the extreme end of having a cabinet full of macaroni and cheese be- just because you can. <laughs> yeah. And it's on sale. It's- <laughs> I was, uh, so yeah, last night I was on Facebook and I attended my first church services. It's at a church here in Lincoln called Lincoln Berean. Uh, and it's from the Bereans in Acts, if you're, if you're familiar with that. And so, like uh, most Christians, I came to the service unprepared and did not have my Bible ready. So as one of the associate pastors who was getting uh, getting prepared for the service told us to open up to a, a Bible verse, he said, Jeremiah, and I want to say he said 31, but uh, I had to grab my Bible real quick and I looked it up. And I couldn't find the verse he was talking about. But you know God and how he works, man. And so he showed me another verse and... If you're all right with it, I'd like to start with this, this other verse today. And just so our, view, our our listeners know, we do have a plan to have a more structured setup in what we're reading. That way you guys can follow along. You'll know what's coming the next day. But right now, until we get the details of that plan is, that what that plan is, we're just going to choose different Bible verses, probably alternating Um so we will get you guys that plan so you guys can come prepared if you want to. But right now we're just alternating different verses, and that's where I, that's how I found the verse for today. Okay, man. If if you're ready, I'll uh, I'll pray us in, and we'll get going. All right, All right real quick before you pray, so so people know where to go in their Bibles, we're going to read Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen through twenty. And thank God we're reading through Jeremiah and not. Habakkuk. <laughs> well played. Okay, go ahead, Aaron. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for the beautiful morning. We thank you again for the wonderful things that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We thank you, of course, for our freedom, for our loved ones, for the opportunity to enjoy the great freedoms that you've blessed us with in life. Lord, we just we lift up our friends who are still incarcerated. Uh, again, I was hearing the news of things going on and, and communicating with families um, that they're testing all of our friends. We just pray that, that you just keep them safe, Lord, that you'll keep them peaceful, that you'll keep them healthy. Uh, as we await news of the results today or tomorrow, um, that you'll keep our level of anxiety uh, in check and then she'll just give us a piece about it. We pray for everything that's going on. Is It was announced here where I'm at that they're extending the stay at home and the quarantines for another week and a half. Um, as things just get weird, Lord, uh, and sometimes it's hard just to, to leave the house and go somewhere. It, you know, things are closed and it can get frustrating. Uh, just give us patience. As we read your word this morning, you'll give us insight and wisdom. Uh, just give us the words to say. Uh, we thank you for this opportunity, uh, and we just pray that we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, man. Amen. Well said. Uh, so Jeremiah 15. Um, hey, have you ever have you ever felt like a dirty sinner, Aaron? Um, that's uh, pretty much every day. Hey, man. I, uh, you know, and the crazy thing is, is. My crime was very severe, right? So people often think that my crime is the only thing that that I have to to 
to be sorry about. Before I got locked up, I was in the Army, and the world was telling me I was doing great things, man. But I know that's not the truth. Um, I went to prison because I got in a, I caused a car accident. I don't want to say I got into like it wasn't my fault. I caused a car accident from being drunk, and I killed two people in another car that I hit. Uh, the only reason I bring this up is because people would point to that event, and before that event, they would tell me I was an American hero, that I was doing great things, that I was a good guy. But I know the truth, and the truth is that I was not following God well before that. I would have never gotten to that point where I was making that kind of decision had I been following God. Um, I don't look back on it with shame and guilt. I just know that I can no longer get stay in that spot. And so this is why this Bible verse means so much to me, and I'm sure you'll love it too. So I'm going to start. Obviously, I read out of a New International Version. Uh, when you discuss it, you can read out of the. You're reading out of the ESV again today. Uh, yes, I got ESV today. Okay, so you can read out of the ESV. We'll just just discuss what we think it means and how and how we try to live this out. All right. All right. All right. Jeremiah 31:15. This is what the Lord says: A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. So there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. I have surely heard Ephraim's moaning. You disciplined me like an unruly calf and I have been disciplined. Restore me. And I will return, because you are the Lord my God. After I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated, because I bore the disgrace of my youth. Is not Ephraim my son, my dear son, the child in whom I delight? Though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Hmm. That's a great verse. Oh, man, you know, I uh, I got emotional just reading it, man. I got a, emotional just reading it. <clears throat> I, I mean, so, you know, immediately from this, what I see, okay, so when you see these religions and these uh, these faiths, a lot of their their texts are, are glorious. All the great things about a great prophet or a great group. Man, the Bible is so raw. Like, it gives us all the worst parts of humanity. And when we see that, when we see these people saying, look, man, I, I, I've sinned. Look, I've done some horrible things. <clears throat> but look, I'm, I'm, I'm coming back. And then when you see God's response to that of, cool, awesome, here's everything you want in life. Like, here, here's your calves back. Here's, here's peace. Here's your family. Like, wow, that's awesome. Is that is that easy? And and it is, man. I've always overcomplicated the gospel, and I'm, I'm a real performance based person. When it's not that, man, God just wants us to come back. Like He says, just <clears throat> when I came back, you know, we we respond to that discipline with coming back. I think about my, my kids, the the times that I've disciplined them. When they get really mad and they're stomping off to their bedroom, and then come dinner time when they come back and they're like, I'm sorry, Dad. And I'm like, cool, man. S- sit down and have some dinner. Yeah, I think of, so, 
It pops up about, uh, up in 15. I say up because 15 is at the top of my page, so it might not be up for you. But I, I look at Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. I think about my mom. Uh, so my mom raised me the right way. Uh, I love my mom very much, and she raised me the right way, and she taught me right from wrong. But I still ended up straying away from God and making bad choices. And golly, when I went to prison, not just when I went to prison, but when when I got in that car accident and when I went to county jail, I could just imagine how my mom thought, you know, what my mom thought of me. Not of me, but where I was at. Because my mom always loved me, always, always told me how proud she was of me. But I think about that, and I think about God comforting my mom, saying... Your hard work will be rewarded. And I look at the man I am now and the man I'm becoming, and I hope that that is something that's my mom's hard work being rewarded so she can look at me and see that I'm glorifying God and that I'm trying to walk it out with Jesus even though I fail every day. But I'm I'm making that effort to be that, that godly man, and hopefully that can be a reward for my mother who was just heartbroken when I went to prison not disappointed, which is weird. My mom always told me how proud she was of me and how much she loved me every time she talked to me on the phone. And so she wasn't disappointed in me, but I know she was heartbroken for me. And it's great to see that God God sees that. And God sees my my struggles. You know, I'm much more like Ephraim, you know. He needed to discipline mm. me like an unruly calf. I had to be mm. disciplined. Um, I would never have... People say, that car accident must have been enough to change your life. And if I'm being honest, it wasn't. Like, it's hard to say and it's hard to admit because it means that I was a bad person. But I was. Be, being in a car accident, I was still, after that car accident, I was still selfish. I was still looking for ways to get out of trouble. I was still being rude to other people. And it didn't, it was a process. It, t- it took a whole process for me to change. And so I'm at from, you know, it took, God needed to discipline me. But... I, I look at him and I say, restore me, and I will return, because you are the Lord my God, man. I strayed, but I repented. After I came to understand what I did, not just in that car accident, but for the years leading up to it, I beat my breast. I was ashamed I was humiliated, but you restored me. You restored mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And, then God, and then God comes back. So this is like a whole, for me, it's a whole story of what happened in my life, right? My mom being a great mother, being heartbroken when I got in trouble, me getting disciplined, but then God coming back and saying, are you not my dear son, the child in whom I delight? God delights in me. God looks down and he smiles at me. You know, he says, I made him. He's great. And he says, though I often speak against him, because God knows knows that I trip and fall all the time. He's got to speak against me. (laughs) I still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion. God looks at me, and he understands that I make mistakes, and he understands that I'm never going to walk it out perfect until I go go to heaven. He understands that, but he has compassion on me, and that's such a powerful thing. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. Great compassion for me. Man. Man that's, that's beautiful, what? man. When, when we look at the restoration... Like, like, dude, man, I, I, I'm seeing my daughter today. Like, <clears throat> it's been a few months since I've seen her. So, so I did over ten years, um, and and most of that 
my, my kids were not in my life uh, at all. And the fact that that my daughter adores me, man, <clears throat> knowing that, that that's only God's hand in that. Like only God could could bring that restoration about and keep her in my life so that she's coming to visit today. You know, you know, she's got a, the cheerleading scholarship, so she wants to practice some cheers. And, man, I get to, to help my daughter do that. Um, and I think about you know, just God's compassion in my life. Because I definitely don't deserve that because <clears throat> I was that unruly. I was, I had to have the discipline also because I didn't, you know, a lot of times biblically we see that the, the, the children of Israel and God's people didn't, they just didn't appreciate the provisions God gave them. And they, every time he delivered them, they, they squandered it away and acted like idiots. And when I read it, I'm like, <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Like, he just gave you manna and quail, and you're going to complain? And then I look like, realize. yeah, I have a car, I have a job, I got insurance, I got great friends, but yet every day I probably do something dumb. And I think like, I think it's important <laughs> to note that when you're talking about that, right, so you talk about this restorative God, because God is so restorative. Uh, just a quick note, just on a personal level between me and you, because you're one of my best friends, you know, I am talking to my brother, and that is something. Mm. Oh, man. Sorry, hold on a second. <laughs> oh, wow, crazy! I am. Uh, it's something I prayed about for the past two years. So there was a falling out between my brother and I, and I'll tell you the short end of it is that I thought I was better than him, and I wanted to let him know it um, before when I was in the army. And you know, I must have wrote in four or five letters while I was in prison. I didn't have an address to send him, though. Uh, just telling him I'm so sorry and that I want to be brothers again and I want to be family, you know. And so I messaged him as soon as I could on Facebook when I got out, and he uh, he messaged me back. And at first he said, you know, I'll talk to you, but I'm not really sure if I want you in my life. And, you know, within three days, he said, you know, I've been thinking a lot about it, and... You know, all you did was say words. You have nothing to be sorry for. Uh, we're still family. And now he's offering to help me, take me to job interviews, and he wants me to come over for a barbecue. And uh, so the restorative, let me get back to the point. I don't want to straight too far. I want to tell you that because it's super powerful in my life, man. It's such a blessing, and I'm so thankful. But, wow, praise God. Praise God. Um, the restorative part, the important part about this verse is, what does Ephraim do to have that restoration, right? God isn't just mm, going to yeah. come and restore your life. You have to admit your your wrongdoings. You have to look at him and say, look, I'm going to repent. Uh, give me the definition of repent, if you will, Aaron. Man, <clears throat> so repent, repent exactly by definition means to, to turn around or to rethink. Like I, I've looked this up, man, and it's a beautiful word in the Hebrew. So the Old Testament is written in Hebrew in the New Testament in, in Greek. <clears throat> so the word that they use in the Hebrew that they pull from this means to to roll around in the mind. Is is the the root of it. So it's a changing of the mind. So a lot of people think repentance is saying, Hey, I'm sorry God, I did this and then we continue about our day, but it's not. It's seeing, look, God, I'm sorry about that. I don't want to do this anymore. 
if you've ever just genuinely hurt someone's feelings and you're like, man, I just don't want to do this. Or, hey, for me, it's a horrible workout. Like, a, this is a god-awful, heavyweight, horrible workout that when I'm done, I'm, I change my mind. I'm like, I don't ever want to do that again. That's, no. It, it's a complete so, change of mind, change of direction. Because, <clears throat> dude, today's society is just, repentance is, is just words. And it's okay. so much bigger than that. Okay, so repentance, right? So when we look at repentance on a practical level for us, it's it's a turning away from or a role or changing of the mind, right? And so Ephraim, um, Ephraim repented. He says, after I strayed, I repented. He he didn't he understood what he did, and he didn't want like you said he didn't want to do it anymore. And I think that's very important when we talk about this restorative God. God is an amazing God who can do anything, and He will restore lives. Everything that you have broken that you think is gone, God can restore, but you have to repent. And so that's the that's the real thing, uh, you know, that Ephraim did that's so beautiful, is he says, after I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast, right? So so he, he did make mistakes, but he, he repented. He came to understand, and he was ashamed, and he wanted to change his ways. Now, I'm not telling anybody to hold on to their shame, right? After you repent, you need to let that go. But what I am saying is if you want the restorative justice, um, restorative justice, sorry, I was a program I was involved in. If you want the restorative God to come into your life, repent and not just saying things that you want to change things, but actually changing things. So that, that shame just drags us down. Because if we're if we're honest, man, and I know that we're very transparent with one another, and while we say that the word repentance means to rethink, it doesn't always practically play out. Like I I, I will check out a woman at Walmart and and have some some ill thoughts, and I repent. <clears throat> and I it's not that I try to do that, but it happens. And we see in the New Testament with Paul, he talks a little bit about about that. But it's it's not the shame aspect. It's the recognizing of, oh, man, I'm being an idiot again. I'm sorry about that, God. And, and putting steps in your life that doesn't allow those things to happen. Because so many people repent, but then just continue to go to the bar, continue to put themselves in what we learned in prison as risky situations. <clears throat> Perfect. And so, real quick. I, I think we, yeah. Let's go ahead. Let's let's start talking about the practical applications of repenting. This is a perfect opportunity to transition our talk into practically how how do we be like Ephraim? How do we beat our breasts? Or how do we um how do we come back to God? So this is perfect application. So talk about these risky situations and how to avoid them. Okay, so in, in those big moments of weakness, the big risks uh, we, we, if we're honest with each other, especially as grown people, we know when those are. Like, we know when we're doing something dumb. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest practical applications for this, again, goes back to community. I know I talked a lot about it yesterday. I know we talk a lot about it. It's letting people know, like, hey, man, I'm struggling. Can, can you help me out? Because we won't see it. it. It's our, it's our filth. It's our dirtiness. And it's so ingrained in us that we won't always see it. So we need to let 
people in and say, hey, man, if you see me doing this, can, can you say something to me? Can you can, about code words? So even if it's telling someone, hey, man, if you see me doing this, say watermelon. Just just to trigger your mind to know, okay, oops. Because we'll, we'll let ourselves okay. get deep into something. Hold on real quick. Uh, a lot of people don't have community, and we want to encourage people to go out and find friends, right? But let's talk about steps you can take by yourself, right? Because I don't think that you'll ever be really <clears throat> successful in a walk by yourself. But until people have the ability or the courage to get out and talk to to others, let's talk about – because we talked a lot about these steps of community yesterday. So let's talk a yeah. little bit about steps to be repentant by yourself. Maybe a cheesy one, man, because it's really – it's true. One of the cheesiest yeah. ones, quit putting garbage in your mind. 29. So, again, it's it's the, the practical is quit putting filth in your mind. Quit watching garbage. Quit listening to garbage. Quit talking garbage. Put your radio on a positive Christian. Listen to some Christian podcasts. Watch some good, healthy TV. Find, find something enjoyable. It has a positive message. That's one of the biggest steps that I've found. Because if, we, yeah. if we're repenting of lust, but we keep watching <clears throat> R-rated movies that have a bunch of naked women in them, they're just setting ourselves up for failure. We've got to begin to give those things up. You're right. You're right. That's one of the biggest uh, practical things that I can think of. It's like the biggest first but, step. Yeah, so I tell on, you that. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you that I started doing that when I was in county jail. I had the uh, I had a one man cell for my first three three months four months and I was able to share it with just one other person and he would want to watch these shows and I would just go sit in my sit in my cell in the uh, and not watch them and he said why I said look man these these shows are making me want to think about stuff that I know I shouldn't be thinking about and so I try to practice that out every day I fail there's I watch some movies that I shouldn't watch and I listen to some music I shouldn't listen to. But I tried the majority of the time to listen to positive music. And, hey, guys, for those of you listening to us, it doesn't have to be Christian music. If you don't enjoy Christian music, that's okay. I'm, we're not telling you that you have to listen to worship music only. But positive music. I know for me, um, I love NF. He's a rapper. He's Christian, but he's not a Christian rapper. But he talks about trying to make positive changes in his life all the time, but he's very real. I listen to country music because country tends to be very, very positive. So I try to keep these positive influences. I'll tell you another thing to add on to your keeping bad things out of your mind. I don't want to say trash or filth because it's talking about people, but be aware who you're surrounding yourself with. And I know that's hard if you've had social groups for a long time and you've had friends. But, guys, if you keep putting people that are negative in your life who are trying to look for the bad things that are going on and not the good, then you're going to see it that way. We're very social animals, humans are. We see things the way our social group sees them. So surround yourself with positivity. You'll be more positive. Mm. Also, man, uh, because it is simple, and, and like you said, man, we're not trying to <clears throat> force anyone to, to believe or Christian. And I, you know my biggest thing is I want I just want to love everybody and I want everyone to live better. So look, man, if, it, right if it's not, at. yeah, if it's not you coming to Christ, cool, man. How can I love you? 
So it's simple things like, of course, something positive. Man, be friendly. Be, being friendly is huge because then you get friendly responses back. Like when I'm out, man, I always try to be like, hey, how you doing, man? It's, it, are you having a good day? Just being friendly and also looking for the best in everyone. Try to find something good in everyone and in every situation. There's something to be thankful for. Okay. Always. So, so when we, when we pull this back, right? So when we pull back these things like being, being happy, being friendly, being around positive people, we pull back to how it affects repentance, right? Mm-hmm. When you are happy, right? It's easier for most people. I would say definitely for myself to look back and admit your mistakes. And when you're happy and you're, you're being kind and you're being loving, you'll be able to, to, uh, to, hold on, I lost my thought. <laughs> Let me backtrack <laughs> a little bit. When you're happy, you'll be, you'll be able to make better choices. So there'll be less to repent for, right? And so that's a big thing. We know that these thoughts are hard to, to stop when they get rolling, guys. I mean, me and Aaron are perfect examples. We ended up in prison because it wasn't that one thing that we did. It was all those thoughts before because they just kept rolling. It was like a snowball going down the hill. By the time it got to the bottom, it was a freaking ice boulder, right? Man. And we know it. So what we're saying is try to stop that snowball way up the top of the hill. There's less to be sorry for then. And it's easier to actually repent and change your mind and to put your mind on the good things of the world. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about be happy, surround yourself with good people, listen to positive music, watch positive TV, don't watch the news all the time. Hey, guys, I like to be informed as much as the next guy. But man, if you are if you are looking for a way to be mad at the world, just watch the news because they'll tell you. Man, you know. One, okay, so one thing I thought about with repentance also, while, while you were talking, um, once you've given that to God, once you've repented, once you've had that change, where look, I don't want to do this, man. It's so important to leave it behind because I'm horrible. Like if I. If I do one thing, say say this morning I, I have a <clears throat> crazy thought or I do something wrong, I'll carry that all day and I'll just let it destroy me. It's important to know, man, that you're forgiven, that God loves you, and your friends love you, your family loves you. Just know, like you're you're gonna have those missteps. No one's gonna be perfect. No one's gonna have it all together. That's a uh, amazing point. I think that we really need to uh, we need to remember that, hey man, there's people out there who love you right where you're at. Man, me and Aaron, we just want to love you right where you're at. We don't we don't want to change you. We're not out here to to make your uh, to change everything that you're doing. We just want to love you right where you're at, and we encourage you to do that, and it'll make it easier to repent too. Uh, love others right where they're at, man. That's a a really good saying, and I like right. I uh, I love. Love saying that every day. I tell myself that every day. Love others right where they're at. I mean, one of the one of the one of the biggest things, man, that I'd like to share with with our listeners and and you, of course, because I don't think I've told you since you've gotten out was, you know, so I had been out for a few months and I was doing really well, but I had some some small missteps that I was allowing in my life that, um, man, I ended up doing a parole violation uh, and I had to go back to prison. 
And one of the things that drastically changed my life was that my friends that were there, like they didn't even care. They were like, hey, man, you're doing good. Like, like, dude. So when I, so for our listeners, when I seen Kevin, when I went back to prison, <clears throat> Kevin, very first day, man, he gave me some coffee, gave me some shorts and said, hey, man, we're going to go do this workout today. Like, like we just, like it wasn't, uh, oh, you idiot, what do you do? You know, I mean, well, he said that. <laughs> but my friends were there for me. They made sure I had everything I needed. They loved me where I was. And then a few weeks into it, they began to be like, hey, man, what, what can we do to help? What, what can we do to stop this from happening? Uh, my friends on the outside, man, they, they paid my bills. They, they kept my place. Uh, so that's why I know especially it's important to love someone through situations. Because I would be a completely different man if that didn't happen. And everyone, because there are people in my life that turn their back on me because of that. And, and I have a lot of guilt and, and uh, I guess, animosity with them that I'm dealing with. But, man, those people that stood by me, you know, of course, you, Kevin, and, and some of my other friends, man, it's 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 changed my life. So I want to be that person. And I, I know you feel that same way about being that person for others. Just 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 that, man. Just... I I thank you for being there for me, for helping me. So our listeners know, man, dude, Kevin made sure that I didn't need anything when I did my little 90 days. Like, he, like, hey, what do you need? And that just really changed the direction, knowing that, that people will love you no matter where you are. And like Kevin said, yeah. being careful about who you surround yourself with. There are people So if it's a matter of, you don't have anyone in your life and you're listening to that, we'll be that person. We'll be those hey, people re- that say, hey. <clears throat> yeah. Re- reach out, contact us, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Hold on. I got to find out where where I'm at. Um, you can search for me. My name is Kevin Runyons. I'm in a maroon shirt. You can search for me. Hey, we, we want to show you guys love. Uh, and... and to just tie back to the scripture that we're reading today, man, we're showing you guys love because we know how we felt when we strayed and how it feels to repent. And we know that it's easier to repent when you're showing love and when you're receiving love. Uh, so just know that we love you guys. Uh, we thank you. Aaron, thanks for this great conversation about Jeremiah 31, 15 yeah. through 20. It was a good scripture, man. Uh, real quick before we end it, I just want to tell you guys, so we normally read out of the New Testament, the New Testament, it's a little bit easier to get everyday walking tips from the New Testament. But, man, we've had some powerful Old Testament uh, scriptures these past couple days. And I'll tell you guys, if you want examples, if you want examples of God coming through for his promises, if you want examples of people turning back to God after they've done horrific things, read the Old Testament, man. There's a lot of good examples, a lot of good stories that outline how God feels about us in the, in the Old Testament so that's what I use the Old Testament for, man. It's very important. All right, Aaron, uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up so we can get it up online and hopefully get some people to listen to it. We got seven seven listeners yesterday, so hopefully we'll get a little bit more than that today. Awesome. Uh, all right, bud, and then I'll give you a call uh, a little bit later so we can discuss it. I love you. Um, thanks, love you, everybody, man. for listening. Amen. Thanks, everybody. We love you. Uh, we're praying for you. All right, Average Joe's Bible Study every morning. We're, we do it at 7. It'll probably be posted by 10 every morning. All right, bye, guys. Bye-bye.